throw another log on the fire, because here comes short and sweet parenting tips. We're here with part three of Be Resilient on short and sweet parenting tips. If you missed the first two episodes in this series, we cover valuable information that can benefit anyone dealing with COVID, not just kids. So you may want to check those out. Part one, we discussed how resiliency is actually a skill we can develop. So we covered steps that will build your resiliency muscle and help you gain a positive mindset. In part two, we talked about communication, not just between you and your teen, but also how you can change your communication style from pessimistic to optimistic and help your kid do the same. So here we are at part three, and we welcome back Miss Kelly Miller. Hi, Kelly. Hi there. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I'm just really tickled. I'm kind of fangirling here because <laughs> I just feel like you have so much to offer, and I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Kelly is a positive psychology coach and a certified and licensed resilience trainer. She's also the owner and founder of A Brighter Purpose. We are covering five building blocks to strengthen our resilience muscle. Kelly, I think we're on the fourth step. What, so what comes next? So um, taking these kind of experiences that are these internal experiences and then turning them outward. The work of Brooks Gibbs is what I really kind of lean into when we're dealing with disarming a bully and let's face it like we're going to face difficult people our whole lives yeah this is oh yeah unfortunately Mm -hmm. this is real life not everybody is Mm -hmm. kind and and wonderful and compassionate they just aren't Mm -hmm. so how do Mm -hmm. we deal with those people and it's really not about the other person in this instance it's how we respond to that person Oh, for sure so if Mm -hmm. we can actually look at that person and ask questions well hmm how fascinating where is this person coming from can i see what their perspective is what are the how are they hurting What is going on with this other person that is making Uh them have uh this behavior? And if we can step into love over hate, then we can disarm a bully so much more easily. I know our family has dealt with so many bullies over the years, especially um, moving so much because of the military, no matter the school, no matter the town. It always seemed like a bully would target one of my daughters in particular. So since she was the constant, we, we kept looking at it. And realized we had to arm her with some tools. Yes. And I know what we got in the habit of doing is praying for them. Because yes. that really changes your heart towards somebody. Yes. I mean, not, God, would you get rid of this person? Or would you change this person? Or Because we knew that they were hurting. Yes. You know, it's a hurting person who's going to act like that. And, and when we, after we prayed for them, most of the time they actually became friends and we learned what was really going on behind the scenes. Yeah, see how beautiful that is, turning toward love and understanding that this is also a human being, a human being that is probably suffering in some capacity as we Mm -hmm. all are. Mm -hmm. So turning it into, you know, improving love, improving how we react, it takes the intent away. It takes all of the negative stuff and puts it in a different category. Now, w- there is the caveat, of course, if somebody is laying hands on your child, that's a separate issue. That's some, that's called assault. Right. It's, that's something completely <laughs> different. Yes. Well, one thing that I kind of uh, coached my daughter through is, you know, I, I told her, I said, the, the whatever they're saying, because hers mostly frenemy, emotional yeah. things. Yeah. I said, it's going to come in your ear and you let it go directly to your heart. So instead yeah. of letting it go directly to your heart, whatever they say, stop it in your brain yep. and ask two questions. 
is it true? Yeah. And is it kind? Beautiful. And if the if either of those answers are no, stop it right there and don't yeah. let it get to your heart. Yeah, because you, know? you don't have to, just because somebody says something negative about you doesn't mean you have to believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bullies are tough. That's well, just... and I celebrate you for having the fortitude to to protect your daughter in a way that was so fo- foundational. You've given her some tools to for self-love and self-worth that are absolutely going to serve her for the rest of her life. It is, but you know, I I don't want to minimize the damage that's done even verbally from of a bully. Of course, of course, yeah. never ever would we want to do that. But the bottom line is our self-worth is our responsibility. It's not the bully's responsibility to make us feel good about right. ourselves, right? Right. It's our responsibility. Right. Wow, that's a heavy one, but I'm glad we I'm glad we um, explored it in different directions. So. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so there's one more tip, is that right? Yes, and this one, one more step. This one has to do with <laughs> communication. So a lot of times, I don't know if you're finding this with your teenagers, but I know I am. Children are losing the ability to listen and actually have face-to-face conversations. They're so easy uh-huh. to, it's easy to pick up their phone. It's easy to send an uh-huh. email. It's easy uh-huh. to be able to do those things. Uh-huh. And It's work. It's work, <laughs> it is. And so giving your kids the tools to have just some chit-chat face-to-face is probably something that most teenagers need. Some adults even need these tips. Let's face it. (laughs) Right. You know, it sometimes can be hard and awkward when we're not practicing having conversations with others. So the tip that I offer, there's an adult uh, tip that's called form. So you go into any conversation with topics to be able to discuss. And with adults, it's usually family, occupation, recreation, motivation or meaning it depends on which you know how the conversation goes with kids okay. they, don't, they don't want to talk about the same types of things so no <laughs> I created you know the love of military gave me the love of acronyms so right I, I was gonna say yes <laughs> so I created what is called faves f-a-v-e-s so you choose what you want to discuss with your friends or with adults even, and you come up with these topics. So FAVES stands for F, which is family, fun, or friends. You choose a topic okay. that you'd like to discuss. Preferably uh-huh. discussing friends in positive terms is one of the ways to go. So kind of like uh-huh. a po- uh-huh. positive gossip in a way. Uh-huh. Right, um, right. A is for activities, whatever it is you're doing. It could be athletics. It could be, you know clubs or whatever you're interested Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. v is for video games because they are ever present let's face it yes right oh yes and they do like to discuss them so rather than eliminating them let's talk about them a little bit right Um, right right let's build a social construct on them instead of (laughs) exactly uh e is for entertainment so whatever you're watching whatever you're into whether it's painting Mm -hmm. or whatever you're really entertaining yourself with and the, the last is school. You can replace it if you don't want to talk about school because let's uh, be honest, sometimes school can be enough when you've already been there eight hours a day. You want to talk yeah. about something else. Yeah. Yeah. So just giving a, your child a form to be able to have conversations, it gives them topics to bring up when things get awkward. Yeah, right. And And especially, I mean, between social media, cell phones, and now COVID. Yeah. I just got nothing, you know? (laughs) 
Yeah, it can get real tricky. People people get really kind of insulated and and unable to have those conversations. Zoom helps because you can see people's faces, but in school yes. kids are not turning their videos on. They're not no. being seen. They're not no. speaking out and they're not so they're not practicing. I just have no clue what the long-term um effects of this is going to be especially on the kids. Yeah, and I think there are a lot of studies that are happening, thank goodness, in um, psychology. So we will see some of the data from some lead mm-hmm. universities mm-hmm. on what is going on, uh, not just in social media, but really after pandemic and yeah. what what, yeah. what those things are going to leave with our children. But I hope that they're leaving them with resilience. They're, they're leaving them with skills mm-hmm. that they didn't mm-hmm. have beforehand. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, that's that's what I see. And, and I even did a podcast on what I learned from the pandemic. That was months ago when I thought we were on the tail end. <laughs> when we thought we were done. We're still not oh, done. Gosh. I know. <laughs> oh, wow. I just, there's nothing to say to that. Um, I think that wraps up this series on resiliency. Uh, I just want to remind listeners that Kelly and her colleague are putting together a five-week resiliency training for teens and tweens. I have a link on the Short and Sweet Tips Facebook page if anyone would like to take advantage of that. Beautiful. I appreciate that. I personally learned so much from this series on resiliency. I really can't wait to try some of these steps on my guinea pigs. I mean, my daughters. (laughs) This is Short and Sweet Parenting Tips signing off for this week. As always, fresh ideas in bite-sized portions.